0: Welcome to Soul Bodied. This is your host, Anna Kinkiela. This is a sacred space where we hold conversations on what it means to honor the fullness of our humanity and the expansiveness of our divinity. In this space, we embrace the complexities that are inherent in all of our experiences, welcoming in the messiness of all that we are as a pathway to knowing, embracing, and embodying the fullest expression of our soul in the human realm. We talk about leadership, embodiment, social change, psychology, spirituality, conscious business, quantum creation, politics, nature, movement and the body, relationships, building communities of true connection, and anything else that guides us deeper into leading from a place of wholeness and belonging within ourselves and with each other. Hello dear ones and welcome to Soul Bodied. This is your host Anna Kinkella and I am so excited to have you all tuning in for the relaunch of this podcast. So if you've been someone who has been following this podcast Since it started, um, you know that it's gone through two name transitions already. And even though this isn't a huge name transition, I'm just taking off the entrepreneur part. Um, This is a little bit of a different flavor to the podcast. And so I want to really spend this episode talking about what has been going on for the past couple of months. And also why this shift and why this change, why this pivot in my business. I think that transparency is important. And I think that, you know, most of my listeners, most of the people who follow me on Instagram generally like to kind of hear about my life and understand how it informs my leadership and how it impacts my business because Every part of us impacts everything else in our life, and um, one of my core values as an entrepreneur, as a leader, is to always be in alignment with who I am and to be creating and producing from that space of alignment within myself. So how my business is going to present out in the world is going to be very reflective of where I am in my own personal process and the internal work that I do within myself. And most of the clients that I work with, like, really, that's the whole point of our work is to help them become congruent within themselves so they can present themselves congruently in the world. And so that's why I am sharing my personal process with you on here, because I do think that it helps to understand, you know, why my business is going through what it's going through and how that's going to impact and change the work that I do in the world. In addition, I really want to spend this episode talking about what it really means to live a life that's led by your intuition and by your soul. Because we talk about that a lot in spiritual communities. And I think that there's different levels of living an intuitively-led, soulfully-led life and doing the same in your business. And I want to talk about both the beautiful, expansive things about that and why I continue to choose to live my life that way. And also the the shadow pieces of that um, as a human being, because there are very real shadow parts that arise, things that you have to process and work through within yourself, ways that you have to release and let go and continue to do the deep work in order to be in true service of your soul. And so I want to talk about that too from a place of vulnerability and transparency, because in the past couple of months, I've really completely shifted into leading my life and business that way without without having a concrete sense of home and by following purely what my intuitive sense has been communicating to me. So I want to share a little bit about what that's been like, what's happened within that space, and how that's actually transformed a lot of the way that I understand my definition of freedom, my definition of home, how it's both deepened what it means for me to be at home And has helped me to understand my real needs as it relates to my life, my business, my partnerships, uh, my other relationships, like everything. And so it's just gonna be an episode that's chock full of a lot of different kinds of information. And I think it's the perfect kind of episode to start this relaunch with because it helps to kind of get you caught up with me, caught up with the business. And with the kind of episodes you can expect to see on this platform in so many ways, when I was really considering how my business has evolved or is evolving, you know, the work in and of itself isn't changing so much like the work that I do with clients one-on-one or in a group setting isn't changing so much, but how I present my work, how I message my work how that work is presented externally is going to be a little bit different. And to me, it feels like a micro shift. And, you know, I don't know how it's going to be experienced externally of that. But even within the micro shift, it feels like there's a macro level, a big change that's there as well. Because I see the way that I'm stepping out more into my true creative power and how I'm really embracing these parts of myself that I've always resisted and embracing and talking about um, on my podcast or on my Instagram or how I've shared or done the work. So in some ways, it is going to be a really big change for, for many of you. And I, even though I'm aware of how different and how the same. My work is, um, the truth is, is that I don't really know what this is going to look like until it comes out of me fully. So in so many ways, you are both going to be informed within this podcast episode. And also each podcast episode is going to be a continual unraveling of what it means for me to exist in this new skin and to be creating, um, This podcast every single week. So, welcome to this new, bright, bold version of my podcast. And as part of this relaunch, what I want to let you know is that I am doing a release of seven consecutive episodes, so one episode for the next seven days. So you're going to have a lot of amazing content in the next week. And as part of the relaunch, I am also offering up some amazing high-value prizes. So the high-value prizes are going to be individual sessions with myself and other leaders that I really respect that are powerful leaders in my community. And so you can be entered to win individual sessions with um, some amazing coaches. And, you know, that's, it's pretty rare to have an opportunity to do that, to have an opportunity to meet with someone one-on-one and receive energetic alignment or support or whatever the session is about. So If you are listening to this podcast and you want to be entered to win one of these amazing prizes, then I would love for you to leave me a review on iTunes, screenshot the review, and either tag me on Instagram at the Anna Kinkela, the A-N-A-K-I-N-K-E-L-A, or you can email me the screenshot at Anna, at sign, And that way I know who you are and I know that you have written a review and you will receive three entries for a review on iTunes to be entered to win one of the prizes. And if you share the podcast on your Instagram platform and tag me at the Anna you will receive one entry for the prizes and you can share it multiple times during the week. And every time you share it on your Instagram platform, you receive one entry. Thank you to all of you listening. And I really appreciate you sharing this with your friends and family and also writing me reviews on iTunes, because that is truly what helps the podcast the most helps people see that the podcast is valuable and just helps with our ratings in general. So I appreciate you taking the time to do that. Even as I'm recording this podcast now, I'm noticing that you might hear some birds chirping in the background of this recording. And that is because I am currently living in Ubud, Bali. And so A, it's been really challenging for me to find quiet spaces to record podcasts, even in like co-working spaces. There's not a lot of quiet to be found. Um, And the space that I'm living in is actually pretty quiet overall because most places in Ubud are pretty close to the road. So you can hear a lot of noise in the background in a lot of living spaces. But here it's actually really quiet other than occasional bird chirping, which I think is a lovely background to have when recording a podcast, (laughs) or sometimes you might hear children playing. So it's one of the challenges, I think, of nomadic living or not having your own home, that podcast recording can get a little challenging. And so I am making my best attempt at recording a high quality sound experience for you and just know that every now and again, you might hear some background noise and hopefully it'll just add to the entire ambiance of the podcast. Um, my intention with the podcast is not to make it perfect, but for it to be a real expression of myself and my guests and our conversations. And also, I want to make it easy to listen to and not too distracting. So both are true. Everyone's going to be entering into this podcast episode with a different level of understanding or knowing about what's been happening in my life because some of you I've been working with intimately either in an individual container or a group container some of you have been following me for a while so you kind of know I've been living nomadically and some of you this might be the very first podcast episode that you're listening to and if that is you welcome I'm so happy you're here and so I want to just do a little bit of a Catch up on, you know, how I ended up living nomadically, what happened last year that brought me into that space, and what really brought me to Bali and how Bali has impacted me. And I think everything from the point of talking about Bali onward is going to be new for everyone. So for those of you who are kind of in tune with, some of what's been going on. Just bear with me and also know that there's going to be some new reflections that might emerge in this space because I've had a little bit more time to integrate my experiences from last year and to just kind of ground in and embody this new version of myself. 2019 was a huge year of transformation for me. And I think it was for a lot of people. I saw a lot of leaders that I was working with really reflecting how much shifted in 2019 and that there were a lot of really expansive shifts, but also really painful shifts. And I found that to be true for my own experience. One of the things that I knew early on in 2019 was that I was going to be leaving Colorado, which is where I've lived for the majority of my life. And my year started off very expansively in terms of my business. Things were really moving and growing in this beautiful direction. And I also had this deep knowing that there was a huge shift coming. And one of those shifts I knew had to do with home. I knew it had to do with a relationship. I was really at this crossroads personally, and as a result, I knew that my business would be affected in the process because that's just how things work. When there's lots of things shifting in your personal world, it tends to also impact your work in the world and how that's expressed. In my personal life, one of the things that I acknowledged and that was very present for me even in 2018 was that I felt very out of alignment living in Colorado. And it's not that there was anything in particular that was different about Colorado, although a lot more people have moved there. And so the energy has been shifting quite a bit in Colorado. But it was just that my body was very clearly signaling to me that I wasn't feeling good there anymore. And... I'm going to talk about this in another episode, just talking about how the land impacts our energy and how our body at one point or another starts to signal that we are ready to move into a different energy. And so for me, it was something that was brewing for a good long time. I felt in my body that I just didn't resonate with the energy of the land there anymore. And that Whatever I needed to receive from the land, whatever I needed to experience in that particular environment had been completed and that there was a need for me to shift somewhere else in order for my life to continue expanding and growing in the direction that I desired it to grow. So one of the things that I noticed about myself in terms of this misalignment is that I wasn't craving to go out into nature like I used to go into nature. One of my big practices in Colorado was to do trail runs, to go hiking. I really loved engaging with the landscape in all of these different ways. And I found myself really isolating inside the home and just not craving that same level of connection. I wasn't feeling inspired by the landscape anymore. There was just this sense of dullness and heaviness that was happening in my body. So I knew I needed to shift. I knew I needed to move I knew I needed to find different home somewhere. The other thing that was happening simultaneously is that my intimate relationship with my partner, up until then, we had been together for about three and a half years. By that point, we were coming to a crossroads within that space as well. And you know, there were a lot of things in the relationship that I appreciated and that I loved, and. I truly honor him and who he is in the world and how we've been able to grow together while at the same time acknowledging that we were reaching our edge and that no matter what we did within the relationship or how we approached certain issues that were coming up things just weren't energetically moving within the space and we had come to this growth edge with each other, and it didn't feel like we could move forward anymore together. It felt like our paths were diverging in two different directions. So there was a lot of really considering that and what that meant, and a lot of letting go of you know how i thought this relationship would develop in the future because at one point i really did believe and see us being in long-term partnership with one another and at the beginning of last year it became very clear that that wasn't going to happen and that we were headed in separate directions and so there was in the first couple of months of last year there was a lot of uncoupling that was happening and Us individually and collectively together coming to terms with the fact that what we have been creating together was no longer going to be moving forward. And so my relationship ended formally in June, although we knew long before that, that that's where we were headed. And part of that decision-making process was also the piece around me moving somewhere. And I had brought that up at the beginning of last year within the relationship and really just openly talked about the fact that I was not feeling the need to stay in Colorado, that that was not part of my path. And I made it really clear that this move was happening this year because it got to that point where, you know, I don't know if you've had this experience, but I had this experience that it just became painful to be there kind of like when you're in your full-time job you're about to jump into entrepreneurship and it becomes so painful to stay where you are that your your body's almost forcing you to make the decision and to make the jump and that was how i genuinely felt in my body about it it just felt like i didn't have much of a choice. Like it would be so out of alignment for me to stay in Colorado after a certain point that year that I wouldn't be able to ignore it anymore. And I was kind of being pushed out energetically. So in my meditations during that time, one of the images that was really coming up for me were these these images of a tropical destination right by the ocean and I kept getting consistent messages about Costa Rica. Like there was all these magazines that kept having Costa Rica on them. Um, People talking about Costa Rica around me, like Costa Rica was everywhere. And I interpreted that to mean that I was meant to go to Costa Rica, that I was meant to move there. And so I decided and declared to my then partner And to my friends and family that I was going to be moving to Costa Rica at the beginning of August. To say the least, people were shocked. (laughs) And, you know, particularly my parents, um, you know, my friends were also a little bit shocked, even though I think that most of them are used to the fact that sometimes I make moves like this out of seemingly nowhere. But in reality, this has all been brewing in my head for quite some time. And, you know, I'd never been to Costa Rica. This was going to be completely me selling all my things, packing up my belongings, and just showing up in Costa Rica. And that's what I did. June, July was a very challenging time for me personally and in my business Because of all the emotional things that were arising in the space, it was a lot of letting go and, you know, saying goodbye to my partnership and the love that was shared there. And also saying goodbye to everyone that I knew, all the comforts that I had really taken for granted for such a long time. I sold my house, I left my car, sold my car, and I also found new homes for my animals. One of my animals, my dog stayed with my partner or my ex-partner and one of my animals I rehomed with another beautiful family. And these were all parts that just filled so much of my life and that gave me a lot of joy and love in my life and a sense of security and comfort. And so there was a really long grieving process that was taking place. There was just a lot of letting go emotionally and literally letting go of a lot of stuff that I had accumulated over the years and so it was both therapeutic on some levels and also just a lot of deep grief, a lot of deep grief. And I continued to experience this grief once I moved and landed in Costa Rica. So the first two months of me living nomadically was really, really hard. And, you know, I'm someone who really thrives on adventure. I thrive when I'm traveling. I love the experience of being out in the world and finding new places and learning new things. And I was having such a difficult time being there. I felt really isolated and alone. I felt really empty. I felt really heavy. And there was a lot of doubt in myself and in what I had done to my life. And it was almost like I had just done a completely like, dumpster fire of everything that I had done supposedly ever wanted for myself. And I had just thrown it all away, lit it on fire and walked out the door. And even though all of the things that I did were fully in alignment with who I was becoming, what I was walking into, what was being channeled to me in in meditation, within my own body, even though all of that was so in alignment and I knew I had to do it, it felt like it was ripping me apart. There were just identities of mine that I didn't even know I I identified with to the point that I did. But it's amazing how much when something gets taken away from you or when you decide to walk away from something, you are all of a sudden confronted with this identity that you attached so much to and the process of what it means to actually let go of an identity And that's what I was living through basically from, I would say, even April all the way into the beginning of October when I left Costa Rica. So Costa Rica was a very dark time for me. And I don't usually like to admit that because I am, generally speaking, someone who likes to think of the positive side of everything. While having my own personal shadow process with things, but when I look back on it, it was, it was a challenge. It was a challenge to be there and to be with all of these emotions with nowhere for me to hide because my usual coping mechanisms, the places that I would go, the kinds of food I would even eat, the people that I would reach out to were no longer there. They weren't in my immediate environment. And so I didn't even have the same ways of coping with difficult emotions that I normally did. So it really faced me with myself at a whole different level. And it was so necessary for my own ability to truly anchor into myself as the ultimate safety and sense of home. And I think that this is a journey we all go on throughout our lives is really finding home within ourselves. And this experience took that to a whole other level. I am someone who does a ton of personal development work. I've really worked on my relationship with my body and, you know, finding comfort in the uncomfortable, which is pretty much all I do in my work with leaders But in that moment when all of these parts of myself that I identified with in this human realm were, when I walked away from them, I had to go so much deeper within myself than I ever had to before. And it was a really wrenching journey, but also a really needed journey because it helped me to shed the parts of me that were really energetically stale that didn't resonate at my soul level, in order to create room for this woman that I've been walking into that I've been recreating. And so sometimes you do need to burn it all down, you need to burn down all of these parts of yourself that at once helped you grow helped you get to where you are. But that are really no longer the vehicle to your greatest expansion and possibility in this life. So by the time I reached the end of September, I was really ready to leave Costa Rica. I had done a lot of good work there within myself. I'd confronted a lot of parts of myself, worked with a lot of parts of myself, talked to a lot of mentors, friends, did a lot of meditation and journaling. And prior to even leaving Colorado, I had scheduled a trip to Bali in October because I was part of this mastermind and the retreat was happening in Bali. So my plan had been to go to Bali, to stay in Bali for a little bit, and then to travel around Asia after that and to just kind of listen to my own intuition and to see where I was being asked to go. Before I even left for Costa Rica, I had originally thought that I was just going to move to Costa Rica because the guidance felt like that's what it was telling me. And looking back on it, that was such a concrete way that my ego wanted to anchor me and root me somewhere. It had the interpretation that, oh, you're seeing Costa Rica, so you're just supposed to move to Costa Rica and that's your place to be forever. When... In reality, what became clear to me when I arrived in Costa Rica was that, you know, this probably was not my home home, that this was the place that I was meant to do this really deep work, and that I was actually on a journey to finding my home, and that Costa Rica was a part of that journey, but it was not the final destination. So... When I left Costa Rica to go to Bali, I just felt this huge sense of relief. And intuitively, I felt that Bali had so much to give me, that there was something really important I needed to experience in Bali that would impact me and shift the trajectory of where I was going to go. And boy, has that ever proven to be true. I cannot say enough how much Bali has changed me in beautiful, beautiful ways and how that's very much still in the process of unfolding now. So my reflection on what Bali is going to mean for me in my life is probably going to be very different at the end of this year versus the beginning of this year. So I'll be curious to see how that evolves. But Bali has really shifted the trajectory of my life. In surprising ways and if you've been to Bali you probably know what I'm talking about but the land here has this way of opening you up and taking you into the spiral and it teaches you so much about yourself and it does this in this really like gentle but very revealing way so it can be really painful But there's also a way that the land here holds you and nurtures you through the food, through the, you know, traditions, the deep devotion that people have here. There's a way that you are held in the work that I haven't felt in any other part of the world. So it's a very magical place to go. And if you have not been to Bali, I would strongly encourage you to come um, especially if you're being called. And I think that there is an element of you get called to go to Bali. And sometimes Bali asks you to stay because there's work for you to do in Bali. And I find myself as fitting into both categories, actually. I feel like I was called to Bali And I was also invited to stay on Bali because there's something that I need to receive here energetically and something that I need to also give to the land because there's always a give and take relationship here. So that's very much still evolving, but I want to share where it's taken me thus far and kind of how that's impacted my business. So when I arrived in Bali in October, for this retreat experience, which was amazing. At the time in my business, what I was experiencing is a lot of sense of being lost. And that was really coming from the fact that the last couple of months of my life up until then, I was really teetering in my sense of self. Like I felt very ungrounded in my sense of self. I was still trying to ground into me, into my own body. After leaving everything behind and living out of suitcases, it just was so dysregulating to my entire nervous system. And so I was very much in this process of really trying to ground within myself and find peace in myself again. And so my work in the world started to become fuzzy as a result because I was just trying to to find my center and a lot of what my work requires is for me to engage with myself at this really different level. And I found myself not having a ton of things to say, not feeling very inspired. And it sent me into a little bit of a tailspin, even within my business. So I lacked a lot of clarity and felt really fuzzy. And so I came to Bali really wanting to receive more understanding of how my work was going to shift because I understood that it was going to. So that was part of what the retreat was really about for me is understanding what needs to be created here after this huge purging process. And, you know, what else needs to be cleansed from my system for me to welcome in this new creation and this life that I'm creating. Now I was sinking into the knowing that I was actually in search of home. And so if it wasn't Costa Rica, where was it? Where do I find this home? What does this mean for me? I was in a state of being suspended in air. That's what it felt like. But as soon as I arrived in Bali, there was this playfulness, this energy of playfulness that entered my body, my whole system. And I found myself feeling very alive feeling very connected to myself to my sensuality to the experience of the food and I find that Bali helps a lot with that that it just helps to connect you with the beauty of the everyday rhythm of life and I Opened up, my energy opened up in a way that it hadn't been open in a really long time. And I hadn't realized it up until that point that my energy had been very closed. And when I arrived in Bali, it was like my whole self released and felt safe to be seen, felt safe to play in the world. And so my interactions with people became really beautiful and I was meeting new people and I was interacting with the women for my retreat in these deep and intimate ways and it felt so good to be connected it felt so good to feel love and in the process of all of this I met a soul love a man I met a man here and The depth of connection was and is really profound and really beautiful. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about this, even though maybe some of you are like, okay, tell me more, Um, because in so many ways, I'm not ready to talk about it, but I think it's important to acknowledge that this energy of playfulness all the work that I had done in Costa Rica, the the way that I had been willing to sit with my parts, the heaviness of everything that happened, the grief, the loss, all of it, that it really created the space for me to then open up once I arrived in Bali in ways that I really hadn't done um, for a very long time. And I recognized the contrast and... The contrast made me really sad because it made me realize how much I had been living my life from this very narrow energetic space and how much more I had to offer to the world, how much more I had to offer to myself from this space of connection and deeper love. And so that energetically really created a pathway for me to meet this man. And it's been the most insane, beautiful, messy journey that I've taken. In addition to everything that's been happening, that has been a journey in and of itself. And it really put a different kind of lens on my life and on the purpose of my business. It made me realize that my core desires weren't really the core desires I had once identified. I realized how much I actually wanted more love in my life. And I would argue that most of us actually, when it comes to anything that we want for ourselves, That it all comes back into desiring more love, more love and connection. Because as human beings, we do desire to be loved and to be fully seen and accepted for who we are. And that all roads lead to us wanting that kind of depth of connection and that kind of true, genuine love within ourselves and with the people around us. But we have all of these protections on all this armor on because of early experiences that we've had in the world because of trauma that we've experienced because of things we've inherited from our ancestors, right? That have all taught us that it's not safe to be seen that, We won't ever be loved and accepted for who we really are, right? All of these defenses that rise within us that become an obstacle to us really feeling those things in our life and receiving those things in our life. And so during this time, I really came to the realization of how much I had been protecting myself from coming to the knowing within me that this was a huge desire. And that I actually wanted to put a lot more energy into creating space for this desire to fully land into my life more than I had wanted to admit to myself in the past. And I'd put so much energy and focus on my business and achieving and and doing, even though, you know, my main, the main thing that I teach in the world is how to be more, right. But there was there were these parts of me that were standing guard so tightly over these unwitnessed desires that have been living inside of me for a long time. That when I met this man, when I felt this like playful energy, when I experienced this kind of depth of love and, and witnessing and being seen that the floodgates opened and All of a sudden, I was standing in front of this version of myself that didn't feel like me at all. Like, it felt so much more like me. But at the same time, she was so different in so many other ways. There was this, like, deeper tenderness in her. There was this greater capacity for vulnerability and for being messy and being emotional and she was so different but also so much more like the woman that I knew I really was and it was both liberating and extremely scary at the same time. Because the people, the person that I thought myself to be was this really independent, freedom-seeking person who, not that she didn't need anyone, but there was definitely this, like, aura of, like, I can do it myself. I don't need this, and I don't need that. And, you know, I can make it in the world without these things because there were defense mechanisms. And, you know... I'm still a very independent person. I'm still very freedom seeking. All of those things are still important to me. And it's a different kind of experience of what it means to be independent. It's a different kind of understanding of what it means to feel true freedom and a redefinition of actually what does it mean to be free? What does it mean for us to be free within ourselves? How does freedom get woven in? How can freedom be supported in our relationships with each other? How does freedom get supported within love? Like, what does all of that look like? And so, they were things that I had thought about. These were things that I could probably give you a very intellectual response, understanding of these concepts, but when it came to like feeling something in my body, feeling the truth of something in my body, understanding it at a core level, all of this happened in Bali, all of this happened within these experiences that I had here. And it just kind of blew, blew my life apart (laughs) in like the best of ways. You know, it was when I was in the midst of it, It had its hard and difficult moments. It had its moments of reckoning, but also I was in such deep gratitude and I still am in such deep gratitude that I was able to experience this and receive this and understand it at a body level. Because when I feel something at a body level, right, when I talk about embodiment here, that's when things start to really shift in your life. And that's when you start to welcome in these things in the 3D realm. So I shed a lot of things, I started to embody a lot of things, and I began to desire things that I hadn't allowed myself to desire for most of my adult life. So it reoriented and realigned my life in the best ways. And I still had a real lack of clarity of what does this mean for my business, even up until just last month in December, I was in a space of really exploring, okay, how does this all land in my business? How do I, how do I create in my business? Who am I now in my business? How does this become expressed? And I think I've finally started to put the puzzle pieces together and it's starting to feel like me again. I'm starting to feel like me again. And one of the reasons that I've really stayed in Bali for as long as I have is this land continues to be magical and it continues to teach me. It continues to nurture me. It continues to challenge me in the best of ways. And I've also just had this real need to be grounded somewhere. As I've, you know, moved and lived out of my suitcase and you know, shifted locations and and rooms several times. I've acknowledged the importance for me, at least individually, to be rooted into a specific location and have an apartment of my own where I can put things into it, have my own furniture, you know, really allow myself to feel safety in one space before I travel and adventure anywhere else. And so even though I had these big plans of you know, traveling to other parts of Asia and doing some exploration. Uh, what I really found that my body needed was to be rooted somewhere. And, you know, I spent the month of December in Croatia with my family because that's where I'm originally from. And I bought a ticket back to Bali because this is the place where my body feels the best right now. And where even though I don't I'm not going to have, you know, I have my, an apartment here, but it's not really my space. So it's the closest that I can come to really having a place where I can ground more and have a routine. And then the plan this year is to um, look for home where my next home is. Um, I know intuitively that I'm not going to be going back to the U S to live long-term, at least not in this At this point in my life, it energetically does not feel good for me to go back there for lots of different reasons, um, including but not limited to the political situation and all the things that are happening there. And I have the privilege to be able to leave the country and to be doing what I'm doing, which I'm grateful for. But other than that, It just doesn't feel like my home anymore. It feels like I've turned another page in my life and that I'm looking for this other kind of home that's going to help to anchor me into this whole new level of expansion that I'm going to be welcoming in. So I don't exactly know where this place is at this point. I have an intuitive nudge which I'm not going to share right now because it's still ever-evolving, but which I will share with you transparently once it fully lands inside of me. But the ways in which all of this that's happened for me in the last year has really shifted my business is that, you know, I'm really going to approach my work from this lens of deeper connection within not just ourselves, but with each other. So community is going to become an even stronger thread that I'm going to bring in. And as a result, I'm going to have in-person retreats. I'm having one later this year in Bali. Um, And if you're interested in that, please send me a direct message on Instagram or send me an email because I am starting a wait list for that. I'm also going to be creating more community-based, low-cost opportunities online so that we can connect in community that way. My group program is still going to continue moving forward, and that is very much a place of deep connection within and with other sisters in the program. And one of the reasons why I dropped The Entrepreneur for my podcast is is this recognition that I actually really enjoy working with a lot of different kinds of people who may or may not identify as entrepreneurs. The only piece that really resonates for me within that is that they're visionary leaders in some ways. They're people who have beautiful ideas that they're passionate about bringing out into the world, and I want to be someone who supports those people on their own internal journeys so they can expand out even more and be more of who they are because you all need to be seen. And so I'm here to support you in that process. I continue to work with primarily women, anyone who identifies as a woman or who has been socialized as a woman. And I am also welcoming in working with anyone who identifies as male or has been socialized as a male in my individual mentorships. My communities are still specifically for anyone who identifies as a woman, but I am I am expanding who I'm working with and you know what I'm talking about in my work. One of my other commitments is to really conduct and do my work from an anti-oppressive lens. So I've been hiring copywriters and people in my business who can really lend that eye onto what I create and what I put out and also how I run my business. And so that is something that is going to continue to evolve within my business forever but it's something that I'm very intentionally committing to this year moving forward. And even though anti-oppression has always been in the background or has been a lens that I've um, applied in one way or another, I also haven't fully committed to it all the way in the past. And it's because of my privilege as a white woman. I've been afforded that privilege and Now is really the year that I am committing to intentionally creating practices, creating structures and systems um, within my business, and really being out in the world from this anti-oppressive lens. We live in a time where it's imperative for all of us to do our decolonization work so that we can all be in true, genuine community with each other, and so that we can you know, help ourselves, like help the environment, help change the oppressive systems that got us here. And it's going to require all of us leaders, all of us who are in leadership positions, and I would argue that everyone is in a leadership position, to do our own inner work and to reflect that work in how we show up in the world, what we do in the world, our work in the world. So this will be an ever-evolving piece in my, in my business and in what I do and how I say things and my messaging. Um, and I will be very imperfect at it and I will make mistakes and I'm committing to showing up in the work and to just doing it because we all need to do it. The other part that I am integrating much more intentionally is working with the land and working with nature. If you've been a part of any of my programs, even if you've listened to this podcast since the beginning, you know that I already integrate the five elements of nature into my work and into the energetic sessions that I do with clients. Um, But I'm going to be doing it much more deeply. And one of the ways that I'm going to be doing that is definitely through my retreats. So we're going to be able to go really deep in our retreats, um, work with nature, work with the land that we are on, really learn how to honor the land that we are on, honor the ancestors of the land that we are on, and really know how to be guests on the land and how to be in reverence of the land. There is such wisdom in the land there's such necessary healing that we can receive from the land and then that we can give to the land. And there's a beautiful opening into portals that we couldn't have even imagined when we do this kind of work, when we recognize our inherent connection to each other and when we recognize our deep connection to the land and to nature, and when we feel that in our bodies, because when we if we don't feel it within ourselves, we don't believe it, right? And that's what I see so much of embodiment being is that we get to feel it within ourselves and that that's such a crucial part of us changing anything in the world is to feel it. So the more we can get into connection with the land, into connection with the energies that are outside in nature, but that are really living inside of us as well, the more that we are going to be ignited to be stewards of the land, to be stewards of nature, not just in the way that we think, right? Someone can be progressive, someone can think all the right things, but are their actions aligned with that? And the way that we get into action is by feeling the impact of it, in ourselves, And so the more that we can recognize how these energies are reflected in us and are a part of us and are always moving with us, the more that we are going to become better stewards of each other and of this precious earth that we are on. What I see in the collective is that there are so many leaders who are ready to bring forth a different way of doing things, a different way of being in the world. And it does require us building new systems, systems that are built from an anti-oppressive lens and understanding of one another. And also it requires us to just show up for ourselves at a completely different level. And it requires a lot of being willing to be in the uncomfortable because the uncomfortable is what leads us into our next level of becoming. And so this deep inner work, this transformative inner work is what helps not only us, but it's what helps the collective. And it helps you to show up as a leader that is able to lead the collective. If we can't be within ourselves, how can we be with others, right? So there's so many layers of this that come into the picture, and I feel so much hope seeing the leaders that I've worked with, you know, watching leaders rising up in communities in all different ways, and I truly see how we are ushering a different vision, into reality and it's exciting Um, it's also going to be messy and we're going to be asked to be able to sit in the mess of what it means to be fully human to be fully divine to be genuinely with each other not against each other And how that happens, right? It's not through washing away all of our differences. It's not through not acknowledging the pain and the suffering that we all feel in different ways, depending on the identities that we hold in this human realm. It is actually by really recognizing the pain and the suffering and being willing to sit with each other in those spaces. That is how we get close to one another. That is how we move forward together. So my commitment in this space is to show up as vulnerably as I can, to show up with as much integrity and in connection with my heart and in connection with service for this greater vision that we are all working towards collectively. So my hope is to bring topics into this podcast that will help you do that. I hope to bring you guests that lend a different kind of perspective than we see in the mainstream. And I am open to feedback, to reflection, to suggestions on what you would like to see in this space. I am open to being called in you know, on something that I say on the podcast or on my Instagram account that doesn't sit well with you. And I'm open to having a dialogue because I want to grow with you. And so in this in so many ways, this podcast is a creation that will hopefully inspire you and help you to shift things in your life or in your business, or in your leadership in your relationships, whatever. And I also know that this podcast is going to be a place where I'm going to grow as well as a leader as I lead these conversations, as I record these podcasts, as I listen to your feedback, that it's all meant to help me grow and expand in the direction that's most in in integrity and in most alignment with my values and what I'm here to do in the world. So thank you for listening to this episode, for tuning in to my story and my experiences from this past year of my life. I hope that in sharing them, it has somehow helped you in some way or given you some realizations about your own life. I find that when we hear other people's stories, we can glean so much about ourselves from that process, and that it also helps you to know, you know where this podcast is going, what you might be able to expect, what you can learn from the space, and an invitation for you to be in relationship with me here. I am so happy when people connect with me outside of the podcast and start a conversation. Reach out to me on Instagram or email me. Um, And you can tell me how the podcast impacted you, or you can just start a conversation about something that I had on the podcast. And I love hearing your opinions and how you understand the world, how you understand leadership. So I welcome connection always. And I love hearing from you and getting to know you. So please reach out to me and Tune in for the next six days because I'll be releasing new content every day and don't forget to win to enter these amazing prizes that are being offered. And I'm so looking forward to being here with you in community. Thank you.